Ever since a young boy, I've been getting buckets. Ever since a young boy, I've been getting buckets. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the tip off. Uh, I am Tip, and joining me today, we got Mike Tuff in the building. Mike, how you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me here. I'm. Uh, I've been watching the episodes, been keeping up, and uh, excited to to get into the tip off. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm excited to have you here. Uh, let's just okay, let's man. jump right in here with uh, the Bucks versus the Hawks. So uh, the Bucks closed out that series in Game Six the other day. Uh, did yes, you have did. Did, did you have a chance to catch that game? I did. Um, and knowing especially that you know Giannis wasn't going to be out, I wasn't sure. Or, or knowing Giannis was to be out and Trey Young was questionable, kind of you know disincentivized a lot of viewership even though it was an elimination game. And it was kind of what I expected, honestly. Um, I expected the Bucks to pull through because they had a stronger team. Because Whereas, for me, I think Trey Young is an integral part to the Hawks' success, and they always needed a guy like Trey Young to do well. There's other veterans on the Bucks that could help them pull through in, in situations like that. So they don't necessarily need Giannis. Um, yeah. Although he is, you know. I mean, well... Like what a game! What a game for uh, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. You know, the, these are your, yeah. your number two and threes from Giannis, and they they just come in. Chris Middleton. This was his second game with a twenty plus point quarter. Like he's he was looking like yeah. prime Michael Jordan at some points. Like it it was ridiculous too. It was like that third quarter. He just started. It was like he couldn't miss. Just yeah. like uh, just like in Game Five in that last quarter when he hit back-to-back threes and you're like holy shit yeah this guy's killer yeah 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 he like when 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 he gets in his rhythm and he and he he gets in the zone he it it just feels like every time he has the ball like he's gonna make them pay Um, right he seems he seems like one of those guys who just like heats up more than you know other guys too like a sort of like a clay thompson sort of deal when they start hitting when they get in the rhythm dude they are fucking good they're going yeah I mean, yeah. it's it, it's also interesting, you know, when when you remove these stars from the lineups, you know, like the like because obviously, you know, the stars are the stars, but the role players, these are still, you know, like the top one percent of players in the world. Right. You know? So when when you give them some extra possessions and some more shots, they can they can put up big numbers. Yeah, because you never get to see, you know, guys on the Hawks like perform super well get a lot of touches when Trey Young's on the court right because Trey Young's going to be the primary ball handler and then but um to that point how do you feel about Brooke Lopez I think and I I I love Brooke Lopez let me just start, start yeah. with that Brooke Lopez he there are times where he's looking like like one of the best centers in the league he's having some crazy some crazy crazy blocks some uh, huge like shots and three pointers, you know, I, I, I want to see him in a Raptors jersey after this, uh, <laughs> these past few series. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's looking like prime Nets, Brooke Lopez. He, he had what, 33 points in that game five, whatever it was. Yes. Prime like Brooklyn Brook is what I saw like on, in those last two games, he, not only obviously you had Giannis out, so there's a whole kind of section in the paint that had to be occupied. And obviously, when Brooke went from the Nets to the Bucks, he really switched up his game because in Brooklyn he was a big post, like post technician, 
And then obviously now the Bucks he's a little bit more on the perimeter. But we didn't see that in those last two games. Said Giannis is out, so let me dominate. And Quinn Capella had no answer. Had no answer. No, no, there's nothing he could do. He like Brooke Lopez, like in the same way when uh when we were describing Chris Middleton getting hot, you know, when when he gave it to Brooke in the pain and he did his little back down and oh, then yeah. hook shot, like it, it was it was going in. Yeah. So I, I find like you said, I think it's gonna be interesting to see how these role players are gonna do in this matchup. Um, like I said, the matchup of um Aiton versus Brooke is more of a tough matchup than Aiton versus Capella, right? Um, you can't out-muscle DeAndre Aiton. That's just, Brooke's going to have to figure a way around that. No, yeah, yeah. It, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, hopefully hopefully Giannis will be, will be back in time for the series, which is starting tomorrow. But you're right. I mean, and especially the way DeAndre Aiton's been playing this, uh, this postseason. Um, yeah, there, he, he's going to be a integral part in this uh in this finals uh run now obviously uh this season has been really weird you know there's been an ungodly amount of injuries especially to uh star players and so that's led to a lot of controversy i guess you could say as to you know how Mm -hmm. each of these teams got here what are your what are your thoughts on you know uh each of these uh, teams' paths to get to the finals? Yeah. Uh, so I guess for the Suns, they had to go through the Lakers first, which for a lot of us, I guess, making our brackets and ahead of time, like, that's a toss-up. That could be, you know, that's going to go to game seven and that's going to be a toss-up or a LeBron legacy game. But then obviously LeBron was not 100%. Neither was um, a couple other role players that had on their team. Um, and you know, AD can't do it all. And even the AD was in, right. Um, then after that, they went on to the nuggets, which were a dismantled without Jamal Murray and also missing other, you know, key role players. Um, and then obviously in the, in the last game of that series, Jokic getting ejected and then Kawhi Leonard being injured in their most recent series. And then Zubak injured. There was a lot of injuries for the Bucks. Let me say that. So I, I don't necessarily think that takes away from their credibility. I don't know what you think, but I, it's not their fault that the other guys were injured. No, I mean, that it's, it's, it's a part of the game, you know, like right. even we're, we're Raptors fan or I, I, you're, you're a Raptors fan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank God. We, we almost <laughs> had to end the, end the recording there. Um, you know, even in the Raptors run, you know, uh, Clay Thompson, KD, they, they unfortunately weren't, able to to finish the series and you know who knows i still think the raptors would have won but i mean who who knows how that how that series might have gone and you know in 20 in 2018 the Cavs were an injured team in 2016 draymond got injured at some point and then in 2015 kevin love and kyrie they were both in you know so like there's there's going to be injuries in every single series now of course course there there were a lot more this season but that doesn't that, mm-hmm. again that doesn't take anything away if anything it just proves how resilient this Suns team is that they're able to stay healthy that's a part of the game right especially with a guy with Chris Ball who you know in the past known as being so injury prone and him staying pretty much almost 100% throughout his whole playoff run um, and you know it, exactly resilience was shown you saw 
Devin Booker wear a face mask. You saw, you know, guys bleeding all over the place. Pat Dev being a menace. You're going to get punched. You know, that Clips team is a physical team and the Suns are, are out on, on the other side. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about the Bucks route? Yeah, how, how I mean, they got to there. Yeah, so, okay, so the, the Bucks round one, they had to face uh, the uh, Miami Heat. Now, that, that, that was a big mental game, I think. I, I think going into it, you know, um, it was clear that the Bucks were the better team than the Heat, but, uh, you know, the, the, the Bucks lost in game five to them, I think, uh, last year in the second round. So if, if the Heat got game one, you know, that could have been a huge blow to uh, uh, the Bucks, you know, like mental. And, and you, you don't yeah. know how that series could have gone, but, you know, the Bucks ended up sweeping them. And then they face Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving in the second round, which is arguably the, 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 the hardest team that one might've had to face uh, in this exactly. Eastern conference. Uh, and again, yeah. there were injuries, James Harden and Kyrie Irving, unfortunately, but uh, you're still playing probably the best player in the world currently in Kevin Durant, you know, he had some insane games. Uh, so definitely not by, by no yeah. means an easy, an easy matchup there. And then, uh, we just saw this uh, this Bucks team de- uh, defeat the Atlanta Hawks, who were on an absolute heater of a run. They just could not be stopped. They had all the confidence in the world, and you know, they talk about a team that just won't give up even when they're down twenty five. Yeah, that's. Um, I'm gonna be like kind of a side note, but I'm gonna be so interested to see what the Hawks do this offseason, what they wait, what they could bring to the table next season because they, for me, are top three teams now yeah yeah Easily. yeah i i i personally don't i don't know about top three for myself but yeah de- definitely going to be interesting they just uh they just signed uh nate nate mcmillan who was announced to a four-year yeah. deal today so they've locked him down he was a great coach for them seems like the players really yeah. connected with him and uh yeah that de- we'll have to see what happens you know john collins are they gonna have to overpay him to keep him or are they gonna let we'll him see walk about or? that for sure yeah, they um, I did a little bit into their salary cap and, you know, maybe John Collins might not be the best call right now, but he did prove himself to a degree this this playoff run, I think. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I could see him getting, you know, a, a Fred Van Vliet sizable bag, but I don't know if he's mm-hmm. worth a uh, a max contract. No, definitely not. Not in my book, at least. So if I had to ask you the question, who had the easier route? Would you say the Suns or the Bucks? Hmm. That is an that's a great question. I think I think the Suns had an easier route, but I'm 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 hesitant as I say. It. Hey, so here here's my reasoning for that. You were facing a okay. Lakers team that was supposed to be better than their championship run last year, but you know, Anthony Davis played like one and a eighth of a game. You know, he was out with yeah. his groin. LeBron was coming off of a high ankle sprain. So he was nowhere close to 100%. And, you know, like all the role, uh, KCP was also injured, I think. And uh, Dennis Schroeder was horrible. Um, was doing something else. It was not Dennis Schroeder was not playing basketball. Yeah, he was not on the court. Um, Which pains me to say because I love Dennis Schroeder. But... Me too. I re- Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, th- this team was like, like, in in the first round of the of the playoffs it was probably worse than the 2018 Cavs in my opinion and mm. um 
So I, I, I think that, you know, that, that was probably a, a, a great win for the Suns because if, if Anthony Davis was healthy, you know, that, that series definitely could have swung the other way. Um, right. And then you're facing basically Jokic and a bunch of people like who they, they, they had to sign Fachu Austin. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fagu Campazo, Austin Rivers, you know, like all, like this is a team that was really stripped down uh, after they lost Jamal Murray uh, late into the season. You know, that's, yeah. a, that's your, that's your secondary uh shot creator and ball and primary ball handler that's, you know like that's so much playmaking gone right but obviously you know you could put in Fafu Campazo and get some playmaking but you won't get Jamal Murray level 360 on Rudy Gobert in the playoff sort of deal you won't get 53 points out of fucking Jamal Murray or out of Fafu Campazo which also pains me to say because I love that kid yeah he, that, he, he, that he, was, he was representing Argentina well but uh Oh yeah, just not the There's not only... the guy you want on the court. <laughs> and yeah, um, yeah, and for sure. and yeah, that uh, I you you alluded to it uh, earlier, but um, that uh, that stupid Jokic ejection, I thought that was really dumb. You know, it was, it yeah. was like an, an elimination game for them, and like I thought that was such a bad call by the refs. But yeah, you know, jo- Jokic did what he could, but he's only he's only one man. You know, he's yeah. only one Serbian, which is only one surprisingly Serbian. is a lot. Yeah, well, his, his his brothers were were ready to throw hands with the refs on the sideline. His brothers looked like they ran some some gangs in Serbia. Those <laughs> guys had neck yeah. tattoos, and I don't know. Definitely some shady stuff going on in uh, in Serbia in the Jokic household. Those guys were fake. <laughs> I I also I agree with you. I think the Suns had the easier route, right? Going through, you know, and not. Super there, Lakers, obviously missing key components. Um, the Like we were just talking about, the dismantled Nuggets. And then lastly, the Clippers matchup, right? PG did, you know, proved a lot of his haters wrong. Um, I wish he, he shot a little bit. Yeah, I wish he shot a little bit letter, better from the line. Because some points, you know, when there's two minutes left and you're a superstar player, you just can't be missing both free throws, right? Um but they did go through, you know, a Kawhi-less Clippers. And for me, that kind of offsets what the Bucks had to face. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's really interesting because even though the Clippers lost Kawhi, there, like, there, there were two games where, like, you know, if Paul George, like you said, hit a couple free, free throws, the game's over. Or if they don't turn over the ball really stupidly on the inbound pass and, like, the game's over. Yeah. It's, it's, so, like that, that series definitely could have swung the other way, even without uh, Kawhi. Uh, you know, that P- series PG. Was close. Yeah, P- close. PG does thing. Reggie Jackson's looking like one of the best three players we've ever seen. <laughs> like, goodness. We're, goodness. Um, again, I want to preface: even though like the Suns might have had an, an easier route to the finals, does not discredit anything they've done. Like zero percent, right? Th- 0%. This was they... like. Even without all the injuries uh, their opponents had, this was still the second best team in the entire league. So, I mean, they right. absolutely deserve to be here. Oh, yeah, 100%, right? And like I said, too, they didn't, you know, take a crowbar to Kawhi's house and smack his ACL. Like, they didn't, <laughs> they didn't injure, like, they didn't injure these other people, right? So, you can't discredit them for that. But nonetheless, no matter what they did or they didn't do, 
I think the Bucks just had maybe a little bit of a harder run. Because, like you said, you start off with a pretty much a fully healthy Miami Heat. Um, they did sweep. Two of those games, I think, were close. Uh, then you go on to, you know, the hardest matchup being the Nets. Obviously, you have maybe 60% of James Harden and 0% of Kyrie. But you have more than 100% of Kevin Durant, who put on, you know, some of the craziest games in recent playoff history, right? And then the Hawks, which were had all the jet fuel, had everything. They had all the moxie, they had the bravado, and they had, you know, a lot of youthfulness that, you know, the Bucks had to adapt to. Um, so, which is why I think in the end that they had a little bit of a harder time. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think also part of the reason, like, the, the Bucks run was hard was kind of made, was, or was, was kind of created at their own will. They were just playing really bad basketball. Yeah. I, I I've been yeah. seeing a lot of memes online that you know the they the Bucks made it to the finals, but now they have to they have to keep uh, Mike Budenholzer as a coach. They're, they can't fire him now that they got to the finals, and so it's uh yeah, it's 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 a bittersweet scenario for them. Right, and that's interesting too. Do you think even if they win? Say Bucks win the championship. Do you think they keep Coach Bud because he has made some stupid, stupid calls in these playoffs? I I don't. Ha- has there ever been a coach who's been fired after winning a, a championship? I I just don't see it happening. You know, it's like because then you you you'll make the argument that uh, you know he's he outcoached every other coach. I I just don't. I just don't see it happening. I think that Bud's job is secured uh, th- now that they've made it to the finals, unless he makes really questionable calls that leads to their uh, fall in this. Yeah. Finals. So I'm just checking it up here just to double check. They have one more year of uh, Coach Bud's contract. And then after that, he's an unrestricted um, free agent coach. So I, I think if they win, they'll probably hang on to him for the extra year. Um, hopefully he does a little bit better, um, you know, especially in making adapts and ad- adaptations on the fly, right? Uh, in that Hawk series, when Trey Young was giving you the business, I saw little to no, um, you know, switch-ins that maybe more favorable matchups that uh, he could pull in. He kind of just stuck to his guns. And, you know, when you have Giannis behind you, sure, that's going to work. But if Giannis is injured, that's not going to work, right? Um, yeah so i'll be yeah. interested to see the future of coach bud bud is up <laughs> in the air bud is up man this bud's for you okay um so now uh we've come to the main event the finals are starting uh tomorrow night we have game one Suns bucks uh what are your initial thoughts and predictions about this series how do you think it's gonna look initial thoughts i'm i'm excited man Two teams, I think me and you were talking about this um, earlier, two teams that we've never seen most of the guys ever in a finals. I think the only final appearance on both rosters is uh, Jay Crowder's appearances with yeah. the Miami Heat last year. And besides that, you know, we, we're we going to see, you know, Chris Ball, who we've longed to be there. We're going to see Giannis, who we think, at least I think, has deserved to be there for a while. Um, and, you know, young upstarts, we get to see 
DeAndre Ayton and D-Book under the spotlight. So I think it's going to be pretty interesting. Um, my prediction, I guess, as far as that goes, I, I don't want to say like if Giannis is healthy prediction and it's like another prediction, but if Giannis is healthy, I think the Bucs can take it in seven. I don't think – if, but if he's out for game one and two, I Suns might as well take it in six. That's, yeah. my, that's my sort of prediction. Yeah, I think – yeah, it's it, it's tough because even if he comes back, we don't know what uh, how how healthy he's going to be. You know how aggressive he's going to be. You know his like, right. that knee injury looked bad. Of course, they they Dude, they've reported that it doesn't seem too they bad. Said, they said no no structural damage, and I was like, I literally just watched a man's knee go the opposite direction. There's no <laughs> way there's no structural damage. Like yeah, you got to be shitting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it w- it was reported that like need be if the Hawks forced a game seven, he would uh, try to play for that. So, I mean, that's, that's hopeful that, you know, maybe the timeline for his return could be soon, but yeah, yeah. if, if Giannis is healthy, I, I think I'm still going to go with this, uh, this Suns team in, uh, in, uh, in seven, I'll say my, my initial thought was six, but if Giannis is healthy, okay. I'm going to say Suns in seven. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good series. Uh it's gonna be a lot of pressure on DeAndre Ayton to uh, see see how he holds up this, um, you know, uh, his his abilities. He's, you know, yeah. it, it seems like it's been a big a big matchup for DeAndre Ayton, no matter what series. You know, he's had to either play small ball against the Clippers or face the MVP in Jokic, or uh, you know, face the, the the Lakers his first time in the uh, in the playoffs ever. And um, right, yeah. So this, this will be a huge for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm also curious to see how uh, how Devin Booker is gonna perform. You know, it seems like that that mm-hmm. nose injury, that broken nose, has really rocked his uh, his confidence in shooting and stuff. It's he seems since that injury. I guess when he had the mask on, especially, he definitely seemed out of rhythm. Um, I, from what I've heard, is those masks actually are very hard to breathe through. You know, even though they facilitate it, and it's just annoying. Right, you don't want to be playing professional level anything with a you know a Batman mask on your face. <laughs> yeah, you know no. it might work for Bruce Wayne, but you know. <laughs> so I guess like what what are we thinking for for the matchups here? I know you mentioned you know Aiton. Um, do you think he, they're going to be switching him on to to Giannis most of the time, or is he going to be on low? That's that's a good question. You know, it'll yeah. I think I think you kind of have to put him on Giannis. That is, it, if he's playing, mm-hmm. of course, just because who who else on that Suns team? They have no backup center, basically. Like, who's gonna right. stop Giannis? Like, they they. So I, I think they have to put Aiden on Giannis. What do you think? The only re- I I agree with you one hundred percent. And the only reason I bring this up is because last playoff series in the bubble um jay crowder got a lot of minutes up against Giannis, and to be frank i watched that whole series and he didn't do super bad um you know he didn't get absolutely torched you know classic sort of Giannis stats like 22 and 11 or something like that but you know he wasn't getting absolutely uh clowned on the whole game so definitely aiden is going to be um key but also if you need to switch him on the crowd or you can but the thing that sort of scares me is the lack of depth at the at the power forward and center positions that the suns have because you know who are they going to put on 
uh, not Frank Kaminsky, but that other <laughs> that other big tall guy. I uh, I, I couldn't even name you like who oh, your backup center is. I forget his name. Um, no, Dario Saric. Yeah, Dario Saric. Oh, so, oh Saric. Yeah. Yeah, Saric can't hold a candle, to be honest. So like, Aiden's gonna be playing big minutes on you know one of the best players in the league. Yeah. So it's important for him to step up there. Yeah, definitely. You're, you're you're definitely right. You know this. Uh, the Suns' lack of depth and lack of height, honestly, will will pose a problem. I mean, the Bucks have a big opportunity to just kind of outsize the Suns here, which is why it'll be a very mm-hmm. interesting series. You know, if you're playing Brook Lopez, Giannis, Bob, give Bobby Portis uh, some more minutes, Chris Middleton and Drew Hall. Like that's a really good lineup. That's a really right. good and big lineup that. Uh, could pose uh, some problems to the Suns, for sure. Uh, how do you how are you thinking about at the point guard position? We have CP3 versus Drew Holiday. Yeah, so I was I was going to ask you about this about who who you thought Drew Holiday might be uh, guarding this series. Do you think they're going to put him on Devin mm-hmm. Booker or uh, keep him on CP3? I think they're probably going to keep him on CP3. Um, I think Drew Holiday has a better chance at locking up CP3 than does um, D-Book. Obviously, Drew Holiday is a versatile defender, so it, it could go either way. Um, but I think from the Bucks' point of view, having Drew guard CP3 and Middleton guard Book is more favorable matchup um, on both ends of the ball, really. Uh, especially if it comes around and, you know, Devin Booker's guarding Middleton. Uh, and Middleton has the ball. I I think Middleton can torch Devin Booker. Sure. I I I agree. That's 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 what I'd written down. I, I thought Drew would be put on CB three, but you know if if Devin Booker was just an absolute heater and was going off, I think they you know they they might switch him on to him just because Drew. Yeah. You know he's an all all defense guy, first team all defense. Uh, right. He's one of the best defenders in the league so they he, he's very switchable and that you know they'll just put him on whoever's hot but yeah i i, I agree that uh, his main uh, priority will be trying to slow down uh, chris paul and that's and that's interesting that you bring it up that you know say deep book does get a little bit hot does coach bud notice this and make the transition necessary <laughs> that's what scares me right that's what scares me i if I had a like a had to ring, I'd probably want the the Bucks to win just because I'm a, I like Giannis. But Coach Bud's coaching genuinely scares me when I look at the outcomes of the finals. Um, Monty yeah. Williams definitely outclasses him for sure. Um, I don't know if you've seen the video of, of Chris Paul pretty much crying in Monty Williams' arms as as Monty Williams was like, "Chris, you're going to the finals. You're going to the finals." And I was like, "Damn, that's like a good. This is like a high school." basketball movie coach and yeah. he like cares about his players and like yeah so that was really cool to see so it's going to be interesting for sure um how do you think about the d book versus middleton sort of matchup here yeah you know with just with the way that d book's been playing and you i i feel like I'm, I'm i'm making it sound like he's he's playing really poorly but you know he he's he's been thrown a bit off kilter and like you said wearing the mask and stuff uh chris middleton's not a bad defender you know he can he can hold his no, own um for sure uh so you know d d books obviously uh favored in that matchup but uh 
yeah, coming coming the the other way, uh, who who are you going to put on Chris Middleton? Because I mean, like it, B- Booker on Middleton, Booker's I think a worse defender than Middleton is, and you know he could mm-hmm. uh, Middleton if he gets to his spots could be deadly. Yeah, I definitely think Middleton has has D book on defense, and uh, we were talking about earlier about you know guys who you know light up, guys who can get hot. D book and Middleton are both two guys who can you know obviously change the the whole flow of the game, um, and depending on you know how well they're shooting and and whatnot. Um, so it'll be interesting to see you know how these guys use their tools against each other if they're put on each other. But I think that'll probably be the, the most favorable matchup for both sides. I also think that maybe for the Aiton matchup, um, we could see a little bit of small ball used against him. Uh, a little bit of P.J. Tucker, a little bit of Bobby Portis, because in the last series, Aiton had some trouble against those small ball, those small ball lineups, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, to- totally. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of forgot about PJ Tucker there for a second. Yeah, you, you know, PJ Tucker. That's also someone that you can put on. Uh, you can either put on uh, Booker or yeah, you can put put on DeAndre Ayton and might pose uh, some big. Pro- I mean, we saw him guard seven foot Kevin Durant and do do pretty decently for yeah, you know, forty two. He's a dog. He's, he's a, a dog. He's a dog. He he fights. Yeah, he does fight. I think the last thing I wanted to bring up. I got a little stat for you here. So, uh, for assist, assist pairings, so I was looking at these assist pairings, so basically player X passes to player Y, CP3 to Aiton is the second highest in assist combinations over the league. So, that lob threat is going to be so crucial for, um, you know, Coach Bud's defense, which is, I don't know if that's something they could, they could free up, personally. Well, I mean, there there brings up the point again of if the Bucks can outsize them, you know, because if you have Giannis and Brooke in the paint, kind of defending that, Brooke Lopez is a great defender, and he's he's shown up a lot in these in this uh, uh, this playoff sure. run. So uh, I, I'll be really interested to see if we're going to be getting like Yao Ming level Brooke Lopez uh, here. It's <laughs> a great uh, wall. Yeah, he, he, he can be a, a big difference maker in this series. Okay, so uh, before we, we, we came onto the podcast, we we're talking a bit about uh, legacies, you know, mm-hmm. how, how uh, a ring for CP3 or a ring for Giannis might affect or improve, well, definitely would improve their, their legacies. You know, Chris Paul had a huge, you could say a legacy game uh, in that closeout against the Clippers. What do you um, what are your thoughts on how uh, each each of these stars winning a chip or bringing their teams to the finals? For me, Chris Paul is already the top five point guard of all time. Um, his skill level ranks up with you know the best of them. Um, you know, I, I I don't say he cracks top three because he got guys like Magic Johnson and and Steph Curry, but once you he gets the championship i think that kind of that it's undisputed after that chris ball you know people throw around oh top five point guard all time top three point guard you can't dispute it once he gets the championship and takes a team that literally went from one of the worst teams in the league to the finals and the second best team in the league and you know you see those stats where it's like okc before chris ball okc after chris ball 
you know, all these stats. I was like, damn, Chris Paul is one of the most influential players that you could have on a team. So yeah. a chip just just stamps that. I, I, I totally agree. I was, I was having a conversation with some buddies the other day of who we thought, you know, kind of the top, top five point guards were. And I, I think it's, it's, it, it definitely, uh, you know, put, put a nail in it that he is at the very least a top five point guard. Now, of course, there's a lot of point guards. I didn't really get to watch, didn't get to watch magic isaiah thomas i wasn't huge into basketball when steve nash was there so you know there's a lot of these uh these point guards who have i have yet uh or i haven't had the ability to see but you know from what i've seen and you know steph curry and chris paul you know these point guards that i know chris paul has to be in that top five his iq and like you said impact uh on the teams that he goes to um is immense I was, I, that's the thing with CP3. I don't see him ever changing to a team and then having a negative impact or him changing to a team and him not being able to mesh with the other guys in the court. Because that's, you know, he's just a leader that everybody on the court respects. And uh, I, hopefully after this, if he gets the chip, hopefully, you know, he'll get more of that sort of respect from, you know, the media and everything else too. Um, what about, how do you feel about Giannis? Where does this, where does the chip get for Giannis? Yeah, that's an that, that's an interesting one because I mean Giannis Giannis is young. He's like 27 years old, you know. So there's right. he still has you know another 10 years hopefully in this in this league uh, for us to uh, to observe in awe. Um, so it, what what I do know is that from uh, from basketball history, it seems that kind of 27, 28, 26, that seems to be the age range where like some of the greats get their first rings, you know, Le- LeBron was 27, mm-hmm. 26 or 27 and magic was, or sorry, uh, Michael Jordan was uh, 26 or 27. You know, it's, it's all in this age range when, uh, when these right. stars seem to get their first championship. So I don't know if that's uh, if, if, if that'll be the same for Giannis, um, but that if if that is, then maybe he'll follow the the path of some of the the greatest that we've ever seen. All right. So, given today's league, where would you rank Giannis now? Like, where where is Giannis on your top ten of of all players available right now? Right now, okay. So I'm just gonna kind of talk it through here. This is just yeah. Just, uh, first few that come to mind. So you know, LeBron, KD, Steph. Um, I man, Jokic. I Dame oh Luke oh Luca hey I I think Giannis is probably in my top six or top five mm. I'd put him I'd put him above Dame below Luca I I'd, I'd put him probably above call me crazy but I'd probably put him above Luca just for now um that's just fair. because Gian, just because Giannis's teams are you know usually do better. Um, you could attribute that to the amount of help, but also I feel like Giannis is going to get you, get you what you expect every game. And Luca, you have to expect the unexpected. Um, so I think he's more dependable, and he he doesn't rank, he ranks higher than LeBron. LeBron's not really in my, LeBron's my top seven, about now, um, especially after this injury. I don't know where I can put him, but a chip definitely kind of raises views for him for sure a a chip also makes him a lot more attractive when he becomes a free agent as well um later down the line obviously he just resigned but um 
we'll we'll have to see. We'll have to see. And I'm excited for Giannis. I'm a Giannis fan. I don't know if you are. Huge, uh, but huge I, Giannis fan. Fan. Love the guy. You'll see those videos of him, and he's just hilarious. He's hilarious, and he just likes to have fun. So I would really want to see a guy like that succeed. And I, if he gets a chip, and maybe you know, like you said, he's young right now. If he gets a chip in like three, four years, he comes back for it, maybe with a different team. That kind of solidifies me as like, okay, hey, this is a top three power forward of all time. This is top five power forward of all time. Yeah, I mean, per personally for me, I'd I'd like to see uh, the Suns win just because you know this will be CP3's you know best and last uh, last chance to uh, to to get that chip and put that on his uh, resume on his Hall of Fame resume. Um, but uh, yeah, y- Giannis will still have another five to ten years of this guy in in the league. Right. So, um, but. Yeah, de- definitely excited to see how this whole uh, finals pans out. Yeah, Chris Paul definitely definitely deserves it. And, uh, you know, on that too, where do you think Chris Paul goes from here? Does he try to get like that big contract from the Suns or, you know, his one last big payday before he goes out? Or, you know, maybe he thinks about, you know, the Suns like winning potential. He says, okay, I'm going to get a small contract, free up some money to, you know, maybe pay some of the other guys. Cameron Payne is up for an extension. Mikhail Bridges is up for extension. Um, and they got one more year, DeAndre Aiden, I think. But it's going to be interesting to see what uh, CB2 does after this season. I'm, yeah, I think, I mean, he's... And this he's, is win-dependent too, right? Yes. Like, I mean, well, all, yeah. CB3, he's a, he's, a, he's a max contract or a super max contract guy. You know, I think he's making $40 million this year or something. He likes his um, money. Sure. He he does like his money. Yeah, if the Suns if the Suns win, uh, I'd be surprised if they didn't offer him uh, an extension. And yeah, it seems like it seems like he really enjoys being on this team. And I I, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he stayed. But I also you know I, I I don't know what the guy's thinking. Maybe he wants to you know spend his last few years back in back in L.A. with the Clippers. Maybe he wants to. I don't know, go join the Nets or something. You you never know what I, could happen. I that would be a funny, funny thing if Chris Paul's like, yeah, okay, send me back to the Clippers. He gets put on the, the plane there. Pat Dev's there to pick him up. Do they fight? Like, do they scrap? Like, like what's <laughs> I for I think I think depending on you know a Suns win, uh Chris Paul's gonna go for a small contract. Um, you know, give the uh, give the Suns organization a little bit of space to re-sign some of their younger guys. Because Chris Paul knows he's on the way, right? Chris Paul's a good businessman, so he knows his own value. Like, he knows how much he's worth to a team or an organization. But he also knows, like, he's on his way out. So I think he'll probably pursue something smaller from the Sun. And then he'll probably have a lot of offers from other places, too. So we'll have to see what uh, where he goes from there. So that just about does it for episode five of uh, the tip off. Uh, very excited to see how this, uh, how this finals turns out, you know, CB three versus Giannis versus Brooke Lopez, uh, versus star the player, goat. The, the goat Brooke <laughs> Lopez. Um, uh, yeah. Game two is Tuesday night or sorry. Game one, sorry, is Tuesday night. Uh, super yeah. excited. Mike, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, looking forward to these to these finals, and we'll see what happens.
but yeah, we'll, we will see what happens. Appreciate the insight and uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Make sure to uh, follow, subscribe, do, do whatever you want. Appreciate the feedback and we'll see you in the next yeah. one. Only losers aren't subscribed, by the way. Pull it back, Kobe, 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 Pull it back, Kobe. Swish. I don't even gotta look. I take the shot in here. Swish.